So uh, the question that uh, Arjun asked, I picked up the first shloka in which he defines the sthita pragya for my reflection. Um, the shloka goes as, Prajahatiyadakaman sarvan parthamanogatan so, um, I think um, there were a few words which I don't think I had, um, I had paid attention to, you know, in my earlier Swathyaya. So the first one was Manogatan. So Krishna clearly says that, you know, the all the desires of the mind are renounced. So he clearly says that the self doesn't have desires. So he's not saying your desires. He's saying that all the desires in the mind have been renounced. So that was the first, first uh, aha moment that I had that, you know, it's clearly saying that the self doesn't have any desires. It is all the desires are in the mind and the mind has renounced all the desires. Now, uh, I think we have uh, discussed it a few times that if there are no desires, then, you know, confusing it or thinking it with the, or linking it to ambition. If you don't have any desires, where will the ambition be? But then if you think about that, if you have given up all the desires, you cannot even say that I want to do nothing. So even that is a desire. So you cannot have that, or you cannot say that, I want to be not involved in any action because that is also a want. So I think this goes more to that action in an action and uh, that even not doing anything is an action because it takes effort to do it. So similarly, wanting not to do anything and wanting not to be involved in anything is also a desire which the person has given up. So even that thing doesn't apply to the sthita pragya. Now, when we don't have desire, there's still sometimes, or at least we would have uh, experienced that instinctive help we all provide you know you you are maybe you know on the road and you suddenly see a kid you know jumping on the road without even thinking about i should save the kid this and that the instinctive reaction is to pull the kid away you know it comes from instinct so so that also uh, points to that even if you don't have desire the actions are done and we have experienced it and in some cases, we actually freeze, even though we want to do it, but because of that fear and attachment. And now fear and attachment is the result of desires or the earlier expectations. So I just wanted to link all of these things that just that first statement, not having desires itself explains a few things that you will continue to work. There'll be instinctive reactions that, that we have all experienced. Now, when one doesn't have desires, the longer term actions can be still taken up. But again, the point is that if we, if you're just, you know, sitting somewhere and observing a lot of people or a lot of activities going around, and suppose you see a certain pattern which people are struggling with, you know, you may think of either discovering something or, you know, trying to help them but it is not driven by you know trying to get satisfaction out of that because that again then becomes the desire right but if we don't have oh this is a particular outcome we don't want the dissipation of energy goes away 
because you're not constantly thinking about oh how will i get this and you know normally what happens is when you start planning about anything even as a programmer you know you think 10 steps after that oh how will that be achieved you know the moment that's that's something that you know i had uh, learned while doing business analysis if you have an it frame of mind the moment people start talking about the problem you start thinking of how i will code it so if there is something you can't code you will just stop it there no this is not possible this and that so so it is very much linked to if we don't have desires to even satisfy ourselves or whether that particular outcome is possible or not that dissipation of energy that distraction of mind will go away and you will focus on what's the first thing that needs to be done if it is done that's also fine if it is not done that's also fine so that was just the first part of this thing now why did he go to the second part so even if you have given up the desires sometimes one may think of then what is the purpose of my life or you are not having any desires that will give you happiness so where will that happiness come from so that is why that second part is also very important that this person is happy within the self by self so happiness within self by self right so in this particular one um, the point i wanted to highlight was one if it is not using any external thing then the happiness is not coming from outside and the person is tushta is is happy within self that means it needs to be the swarup of the person it cannot be an acquired thing when all of this is there that means actually it's only possible when the person is uh, is self-realized only then these two conditions will be met and then we say that the person has established wisdom and I, just one more point i wanted to uh, wanted to highlight was that when the when the happiness is from within we are not trying to it's it's not that the, the happiness will be derived by doing anything right so so it is not that we start helping anyone else with the intention of that again it points to that even the purpose then it's not that the purpose will decide what the actions are but yet it goes to the first point that instinctively you will help or even longer term solutions you will do with full effort because you're established in happiness within yourself so i think that's the one that i wanted to wanted to share